What's good, fam? It's your boy, Jorge. Welcome to another episode of The Boys Podcast. I got my boy in here, Mike Mason. I'm Mike, still. Same Mike that's always been on the podcast. Are you cracking already? Dude. Let's do it. I need a little juice. I've had a long week, dude. Bad. Do the rip. I'm going to go with the gentleman sip. Hopefully, everyone's mm. doing good out there and recovering from Memorial Day weekend. I'm not. No? No. Not recovered? No. Oh, man. Yeah. I gotta this, this lifestyle's gotta change, dude. It's it's getting bad. How can we change it? What do you need? I to need change to like it? move out in the middle of nowhere, do this podcast remote, not have any friends, not have any fun. Sit on sit at my house by myself. Okay, well that ain't gonna happen. That's not realistic. <laughs> I know. Dude, you but, ain't tell me I got my shades on my head like a nerd. I thought it was your style. You said you needed different hats and shit. I thought you were just covering it up. No, this is a different one. So yeah, I haven't worn this one yet. Same, exact okay. same. Um, yeah. How was your memorial? That's all right. Yeah. Did you barbecue? I did not. Dude, I have my barbecue and it's old mm-hmm. and I just don't want to use it till I get a new one. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was talking to Hater Dave because he's in the same dilemma. He's like, dude, I've had mine forever. And he's like, as long as your grill's clean, I don't, I don't care. As yeah. long as I'm like, yeah, but mine's just beat, dude. Yeah. I, I know the feeling. Did you start, didn't I give you one? No. A barbecue? Yeah. I thought like when I moved back, you took that chrome one off me. Uh-uh. Oh. Uh-uh. I wish. I told you I drink too much. Can't remember shit. Yeah, no. So nothing. No cooking, no nothing. Um, yeah, I did some pancakes and breakfast stuff on the flats. What's it called? Blackstone. Blackstone. That's super barbecue Memorial Day. Yeah. Traditional. Basically it. (laughs) Cool, dude. I don't really celebrate holidays like that. Me either, but that one's pretty fun just because of the food. You know, like Fourth of July. (laughs) No, wait, Cinco de Mayo, I mean. Everyone would be like tacos and stuff. I'll probably have like a pizza. Oh my god. Um, it's hard to believe we're friends, if I'm being honest. Cinco de Mayo is one you just don't you don't pass up. I just don't. I don't know. The stuff really creeps up on me, too. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, with you, you guys kind of plan a, a lot of stuff ahead of time, which I'm never don't invited to. Don't be stereotyping. To. It's cool. It, you know, I've I'll, always I'll, invited I'll, you. I'll stay at home. Um, but yeah, I never, like, it creeps up on me. So then when it's time, I'm like, oh, dude. And then I'm so bad at that. That's why it's, like, nice having a wife. Because, mm-hmm. like, for Mother's Day and just... Birthdays I'm decent at, but like Mother's Day and everything, it just comes so fast that like she's always on top of it, like getting some on Amazon or whatever. Gets herself her own stuff for Mother's Day. No, That's for, rude, dude. for like my mom and okay. stuff, you know, for like the grandma and, and then the grandpa Grandma's and stuff, stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, lucky to have her. So she does that for, for us because I, I'll forget and yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll go get a card and then just not, unless I see something, I'm more of a person, like even for like her for like birthdays and stuff if i see something and i know that that's cool like i'll get it yeah you know but when i'm like don't know anything i'm like fuck dude i don't know what to get we gotta, you know we gotta work on this yeah yeah you need like a calendar on your desk or something with all the oh days. i have it well what the hell how does it sneak up on you look at it every day yeah go out there grab your yearbook look at the calendar and be like oh shit mother's day is coming up i better do something oh god my own birthday is coming up yeah well i guess i'm good with like my wife but then i don't think about like yeah you don't think about me yeah don't bring me a card for Mother's Day. For Father's Day. It's Father's coming Day. up, dude. It is. Yeah. I got a dog. Oh, you I got do? a daughter. See? Okay, dude, I'll be waiting. Actually, before we transition there, uh, at like Target and all those stores like that, they have cards that are like for furry mothers and furry fathers. Yeah, but that's not the right furry. I don't want that. No, no. It's that's for like, the dogs. It's like the kids dressing up as <laughs> freaking furries and shitting in litter boxes at yeah, school, dude. That's weird. <laughs> no, so weird. yeah. It's for the, for the parents of animals mm. well there you go i'll be expecting it in okay. june hey i'll, I'll get you oh shit yep. it's june june 1st jesus halfway through the year already 
I see I turned, dude, this is I've like literally drank this whole year. New Year's resolution at all? Yeah. Drink a little less. Haven't okay. really succeeded yet. Well, yeah, but you have the remaining six months, so now you yeah, can like really I'm, tame dude, it down. Yeah, the summer months. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, because when I get my beach bought out, I'm yeah. in the back, butt naked, tanning with a Coors Light, golf, Coors Light. Mm-hmm. Sit on the couch, Coors Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of Coors Lights. Do you want to know how many I did this week? Uh, Coors Lights, uh-huh. or just in general? Well, it was mainly Coors Lights. I'd start uh, with like a long drinker. When did you start? Started last Friday. You didn't start Wednesday? No, because I got home from Jersey Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. We did Thursday the podcast. Off. Yeah. So it's, Friday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Friday to Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You did 68 beers. I'm not good at math. It had to have been more, though, because I was averaging uh, about 18 a day. Probably, yeah. Yeah. God, dude. It's... So the worst part of the th- whole thing is, is I was still recovering from Jersey. And then Friday, what did we do? Did you we drove call? down there. No. We drove to Salt Lake on Sunday. Sunday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Friday, I'm like, oh, I'll just keep it mellow. And then I think we golfed and I had some beers, got pretty tuned up. And then Saturday, I was getting my stuff together and I told myself, I'm like, pack your stuff. I mean, it wasn't much. It was just clothes and a golf kit, but mm-hmm. I'm like, pack your stuff, dude, get all your shit ready. I had to be up at five because Philip, he wanted to get on the road at like six. So we had to be to his house, you know, before six. Smart man. I know. What's the uh, hour? Drive there 12 hours, eight hours. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a little longer than Vegas. Okay. And it's easy. It's just straight across Nevada doing 80 to 90 the whole time. But yeah, yeah, so Gil comes over, Brinkley comes over. Me and Bubs have just been drinking all day, but I'm like, that's fine. I can day drink and cut it off by eight Mm -hmm. and pack my stuff still. Dude, I ended up in my room at like 1230 in the morning trying to pack my clothes. I got to Utah, had only one sock (laughs) for my golf kit. Oh man. Forgot socks. And dude. I woke up at five and I was still like seeing double. Thank God Zevi drove us into Carson. Yeah. Oh, dude. So that was rough. And I knew like, I'm, just, I'm getting too old for it. I know better, you know? I mean, yeah. But when it's fun. I know that's the problem. We'll fun. get in some topics a little bit later about fun. Yeah. And you'll, you'll see. I'll probably what talk I'm, the whole time. You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, but uh, um, to me, you know, yeah, like drinking's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, but I have that one where it's like, go big or go home, like 100% or none. You yeah. know, I can't just like sit there and sip and stuff. So, oh, yeah. So, you know, listening to your stories right now, I'm just like, well, it's not that hard, dude. And uh, stuff like that. But I wonder how many other dudes listen to this and they're like, yeah, Mace, you're sick. Yeah. Because they know. do the same. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and it's like normal. Well, and I've always told you too, you're you're lucky because you only liked like hard liquors, you know, like Jack and Coke. Or well, something. I didn't like it, but. Yeah. No, you, but that's what you would drink. Yeah. See, like, I love Coors Lights. They're like water. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty easy to recover from them, you know? Yeah. Like, if I drank, like, a handle of whiskey or vodka every day, I'd be dead. I would oh, stop yeah, drinking. So yeah. You'd be but hurting. But that's the problem is I'm such, like, a social drink. I mean, look at how much I talk on the podcast and we're mm-hmm. freaking sober. You yeah. know, it's like, we, and it's weird. We just start telling stories and, like, each beer I get more animated. Like, I'm yeah. standing up and showing, like, the whole thing. And, and when we're golfing, it just makes it more fun. You got music going. And I have the hardest problem. I'm like you. It's like. If I start, I'm not going out there to have two beers and then, yeah. you know, get home and like have dinner and go to bed. It's like yeah. when I start and I get it from my mom, because my mom will not have like on Sunday, fun day, if she has to work on Monday, uh-huh. she will not just go out and have like a couple drinks with us and at the Genoa bar or something. Right. She's like, no, if I start, I want to keep going. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, a, it's a blessing and a curse, I think. Yeah. And, and for me, like I find, cause you know, I'll get excited, uh, after the pod, we'll go have lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, 
you guys have some beers or, or whatever the talk starts and i'm like like at the brink right there because yeah. i know what it is yeah. i know it's fun yeah it, you know it's fun hanging out with your friends having some drinks and yeah. stuff like that but uh like i guess my uh, i don't know like what to call it but i guess just like i'm just really good at not going over that yeah you know so well, that's you, why i don't and you've got a lot of responsibility yeah. you got kids you got to work usually in the afternoons like yeah I got to so, pick up my kids. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously when I was riding, it was a totally different ballgame. Mm -hmm. We were riding at Miller's every day. It's not like I was cracking oh, yeah, yeah. Monday night and getting hammered and then trying to ride. So I don't know if I'm like, and also like no one believes it, but I didn't really drink and you believe it. Like, yeah. so I never really drank till I was like 21. Yeah. Cause like when I turned 21, I had shoulder and knee surgery and it took mm -hmm. me out and I started buying beers. So it's like, I wasn't a huge high school drinker through my, I mean, dude, I hit every after party. Yeah. But as far as week and, you know, before my events, up until like the end, like Nitro Tour, I was hitting hotel bars every night because yeah. I was just kind of bored of riding. But yeah, but even so, then, even when like you first kind of started, because, you know, I was always younger than you. Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't like you sat at home and did it. I know that yeah. it was always like because we had something to do. Yeah, yeah. It was the parties or yeah. whatever. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I would not miss those, but I took my riding very serious. And man, maybe I'm just making up for lost time or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's fun. And I get to the point sometimes where I'm out and about or doing something and I'm like, I could, but then if I do, I have to like do it. Cause what's the point of just having like two drinks yeah. and then kind of like maybe getting a buzz cause I don't drink. Yeah. So maybe getting a buzz and then like sobering up and feeling kind of like shit. Well, and then it makes you tired. Yeah. Like I had two beers on Thursday just cause I was trying to kind of like even out mm -hmm. and I was tired as hell at like 4 PM. I'm like, okay, well that wasn't fun. Should yeah. Stuck with my normal routine. So I just think of that stuff. I'm like, ah, better. I just don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with maybe, it. Maybe I'll get there someday. Yeah. But my, like I said, my problem is, is just like, I'm such like a giggly drunk. Like, you know, like that's what I'm super thankful for. And like, even in the past with like girlfriends and stuff, they're like, thank God you're not like a, like drunk that gets all pissed at them. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, dude, I get super immature forever. If anything, I start tickling everyone and messing with them. And then I fall asleep. That's because you do keep it with the beers. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, like, that's cool that you really, not that you're like, I ever seen you all mad or whatever, but, you know, some people do get, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah I can't hit the tequila yeah. or, or the yeah, dark I've stuff. Yeah, with tons of my friends and my, even my dad way back in the day, you know, if he drank a lot of hard shit, he was freaking an animal. Scary, yeah. you know, so, but I don't even like it. It's I don't do it because I'm afraid I'm going to get pissed at someone. It's like, right. it's not my thing. Yeah, yeah. Although we did have a chilled tequila in Salt Lake and it was pretty delicious. Mm. Just one. Was I mean, it going delicious shot? i don't know it was was it because it was like ice cold when you do like silver tequila ice cold uh, with like i do a lime with it mm -hmm. you barely taste anything mm. and like luckily in salt lake they're pretty prude so the yeah, shot yeah. was like an actual shot so over here sometimes you get half a gallon in a cup i'm like jesus yeah i'm gonna die right here you know? yeah <clears throat> um so i i figured the hardest part of the last trip you did was Probably doing all the beers, mm -hmm. but then all the food you ate. Oh, my God. Yeah, we ate so much. We were in a coma yesterday yeah. on the drive home. Yeah. It's weird because he, I do the same stuff he does. Kendrick, uh -huh. We're talking about Kendrick Barbecue. I was in Salt Lake at his house and awesome family. They took us all in, stayed at his house. And I mean, he had food just lined up for us. You oh, know? Yeah. But he, I got to do my first tomahawk, which I've never done. It's the oh, big ribeye yeah, yeah, stick yeah. with like the bone on it. I'm like, I've never had one. He's all, we're buying it. I'm like, sick, dude. It was only 60 bucks, too. Every time I see them, they're like 130, 140 oh, bucks. So, well, yeah, every time I've seen them, it's just like at restaurants. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're yeah, close to like 200. At a yeah. Restaurant. yeah. So, <clears throat> we bought that and uh, he smokes it. He seasons it, smokes it for, you know, an hour or so and then seared it. 
dude, I ate it. I'm like, how does it taste? Because that's how I do like tri-tips and stuff. Mm. I'm like, what do you, what do you do, dude? Mm-hmm. Like he just has like some kind of magic touch with that stuff, you know? And <clears throat> so that was awesome. Had that, had some smash burgers, which are one of my favorites. Um, and then the next day it was kind of cool. He made us tacos. They were just steak tacos. He just seasoned them with like this, like fajita mix. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, smoked them, seared them, cut them up, but we did it more. I don't even know how you, like what you would call it. But instead of like Mexican style, like we do with like, you know, cheese, sour cream, salsas mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Um, we had like the steak, onions, and then he did radishes mm-hmm. and then a chimichurri sauce. Yeah. And we put that on there and I still did like a little hot sauce, but I'm like, damn, that is good. Yeah. yeah. It's not like your authentic Mexican taco. Right. Dude, they were so good. I was inhaling those things. So ate a bunch of those, had, you know, breakfast burritos, you name it. So he, he fed us well. Yeah. It soaked up the beers though. I mean, I was watching the story just punch in the air. Yeah. Looking at my Blackstone being like. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, no, yeah, that, that stuff looked really good. Yeah. So that was all good. Um, the highlight was his dog. He's got like a little like Chihuahua type dog, you know. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's literally that big. And Philippi, our buddy, he's like our bigger cat friend, you know. Uh-huh. Dude, he went to get up one night because the dog's like always pissed. It'll bark at you every time oh, really? you walk by. Yeah. But Philippi had shorts on. He got up to go get a beer and the dog chased him and bit his ankle. Dude, and he was terrified. Of, that was first night. He was terrified of the dog the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Every time he get up, he's like, oh, oh, you know, and trying to like walk backwards yeah. and keep an eye out. Dude, we were dying. We were out laughing so hard. Freaking awesome. And me and Zev, you're like petting the dog and playing with it. But every time Philip, he moved, the dog just was like, really had something against him. Yeah. So, dude, we were cracking up. Um, Yeah, it was a just a fun trip overall. It was, you know, it's always one of those things. Like I got home from Jersey and I'm like, shit, dude, like I just got home from yeah. nine days on the road. You know, I did Tulsa before that, you know, all that other stuff. But then, like, you, you get there, and it's like, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, for sure. You know, because I only get to see Benny, like, once or twice a year, him and his family. And so anytime we get to catch up and, like, you know, it's not even just going there to have him cook us food. It's, like, the whole thing. You yeah. Know, took us around Salt Lake. We They actually have this cool bar concept. It's, like, a huge uh, food court. Mm. But it's a bar. Oh, it's a marketplace? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's, so, like, there's a huge bar, and then there's, like a like, a Nashville hot chicken stop. Like a sushi stop, mm-hmm. you know, a burger. Like, so you just walk around this like mini food court. Yeah. But it's also like a bar. They had TVs and stuff going. I was like, man, they got like, one in Reno. Do they? Yeah, it's yeah. sick. We should go. Yeah. So that was a cool concept. That was cool to check out. And yeah, just a good time, man. We had a good group of people. Yeah. No, that's good. That's always, that's been a thing that like for the last maybe five longer years, I've, I've told myself because you kind of find yourself doing that. You say like you made plans with someone. Mm hmm. And then this goes to everyone listening, you know, don't do this okay, or do this. Don't do that. Reverse it. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you have plans with someone and say you go do something and then you get home and it's like nice. You're like, ah, and then you want to cancel. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just don't be lazy. Just get up, do it. Cause a lot of 10, you know, nine out of 10 times you get there and you're like, dude, I'm glad I got my ass out of the house and came and did this. Saw my buddy or whatever it may be. Cause then also too, you don't know the you know, the next time you'll see that person uh-huh. or whatever. So um, I totally get what you're saying. And that's on, on a smaller scale. That's just like being at home. So yeah, yeah, coming from a, you know, crazy trip, a week trip, and then getting home and you're like, fuck, dude, I got to go. Drive eight hours. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty gnarly. Yeah. I'm like, if I flew, that'd be, probably be one thing. But I'm yeah. like, dude, eight hour drive, I might cancel. I know, you but know? it's weird because like, I, I think it's just from the arena cross days, my early freestyle days, like I almost prefer driving mm-hmm. because airports are just such a mess now i mean they always have been but you know like i always do the math i'm all got i gotta leave my house an hour early 
you know, because we live almost an hour from the airport. Yeah. Get there. I got an hour, you know, check in if the security line's huge, whatever. Hour before my flight, do that. Flights get delayed bad flights, now. If flights get delayed or you have, you know, it's a, almost a two hour flight and then you got to get your bags and out of the house. I'm like, well, shit, by then I'm like over halfway there. Yeah. And it's fun. We get snacks. We had some, you know, I had a couple road dogs in the back and mm-hmm. need a little leveler. Mm-hmm. Um, just telling stories and stuff. But yeah. on airplanes, it's like you're just it's like in these tight confines. And also like I've flown damn near a million miles of my life yeah. through everything. You know, it's like I would rather have my own space and, yeah. and take my time to get there because airports I, are just freaking yeah i hectic. do i do get that like but at the same time you know sitting down and not putting it on paper it, it looks bad but yeah. sitting down and being like oh i could drive to la seven hours yeah. or i could get a flight that's going to take an hour and 15 minutes but then i don't you know put it all together like mm-hmm. oh, okay i gotta be at the airport for so long like this last la trip dude yeah. i probably should have drove yeah you know the plane was delayed by the time i got there you know, I had to go rent a car that was, and then the place was closed Mm -hmm. because I got there so late. Like it was, it was just hectic. So it was kind of annoying, but I don't think about that. I just think of like seven hours opposed to one hour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but then, yeah, once you actually do it, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it was fun. Like I said, we had good company and stuff and, but like that turnaround was rough. I would have way rather just gotten through security and sat on my plane and put my hood over my face. Yeah. Cause like for the first, pretty much until Winnemucca, which is like, almost two hours from our house, mm-hmm. I was wounded, dude. I'm like, oh my. And I like put the blanket over my head and they're videoing, uh, Zevi and Philippi are videoing me. I'm like, oh, look at me. So I'm like, dude, I'm human still. Cause I'm always the dude that's usually never hung over and like ready to kind of rip in the mornings. Uh-huh. But dude, like a four hour turnaround after doing freaking Jack fire shots with Brian and God, dude, we were a mess. I'm glad they did that because you always feel me if I fall asleep in yeah. a car. Yeah, but you're not even drinking. You just fall asleep. Yeah, I mean, hey. I had one excuse, dude. <laughs> and it's cool because I always see you too, and you're like, dude, I'm not even tired. And then I look, and you're like, just rolling back in the car, right? And I'll swerve <laughs> or something, get you awake, uh, awake. Yeah. But yeah, overall, good trip. Um, I am stoked to say that I'm home for a couple weeks now. Nice. Just kind of regroup. Got just some fun little charity golf tournaments around here and mm-hmm. stuff, but nothing like hectic. Like that was a pretty because I didn't expect that film job to come up. Right. In you know at the end of April, I didn't expect to do the the live pro am. Yeah, I knew I was doing Jersey and Salt Lake, but then it was like when you put all that together, it was like a month of being home two days at a time. You yeah, know? And, you know, I miss my dog. I hate living out of a bag. That's the one thing that I do hate with traveling is, mm-hmm. you know, you're always like just having to put your stuff in and out of a bag. That kind of yeah. sucks. So it's nice just to be home, kind of stretch out, empty out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe with uh, you know, you being home more, we should meet up and try and get some guests on. Yeah. I mean, like a we've have guests, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cliffy, Brian, like get maybe see what Miller's doing. Yeah, it'd be fun. I know he, dude. It's so funny. He's on the Austin. I get kind of caught up on because I love YouTube. Yeah. So I get kind of caught I up. You on, say you love me at first. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I said, love you too. You know, threw a tube yeah. on it. Thank God. No, I love <laughs> YouTube. So you know, I get caught up watching certain videos. So I might watch, you know, like I watch uh, the Deacons or whatever, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, like. I'll recommend Christian Craig's channel. So yeah. then I watch that and I'll recommend someone else. So I ended up, it, it, this is a dude that I never really cared for. I don't know him personally, so I can't really say I don't like him, but yeah. I never really cared for him. But Austin Forkner. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, he's kind of kind of whiny yeah. in my eyes, you know, and he's always crashing. And then always just, crashing. He There was a part there, I think when he maybe won a championship or maybe the year after he was kind of like, it seemed like he was talking shit a lot. Yeah. You know, like he was like that guy and then yeah. he just like keeps getting hurt. And it's like, well, dude, what happened? You yeah. know, kind of deal. Yeah. But anyway, so I started watching his channel 
and uh, he's on the recovery from his ACL. ACL. So he just rode, I think, this past weekend or two. And uh, Miller is on recovery from ACL tear yeah. from snowboarding, and he just rode too, like last weekend. Yeah. So they're like on the same exact on the path. Yeah. On but, the path uh, recovery. but Austin's like twenty something years old, and Miller's forty. Yeah. So it's dude. And it was so funny. We were talking to Miller when he told us he tore his ACL snowboard. And I'm like, dude, you're in your forties now, man. Like, what do you <laughs> like go snowboarding, but have fun. Cause you should see him snowboard. Yeah. It's just like when he was like on eighties or one twenty fives, like yeah. as a kid, just an animal, dude. I think he was saying when uh, we went out to a show with him, we went to dinner and he was saying, you know, he was trying to hit all the jumps in the park and I'm all, yeah. Damn, you're, dude. You're an you're, amateur snowboarder. Yeah. What are you doing? That's crazy. Yeah. He just, he lives life on the edge for sure. I mean, he was, like I said, he was the exact same growing up. He would just he would have a 30 second lead and just yard sale himself like on minis or something. Yeah. That's just his personality. I'm, I'm way more reserved and understand how old I am now. I don't want to hit the ground. Nah, for sure. I, I hit the ground. I was going to say, yeah, dude, ate shit went over the bars bad. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> There's this one uh, section that you kind of do a, a left-hander and then you go uphill, but it's all like, you know, third gear pin, like kind of whoops and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, for whatever reason, I just like sat down in the turn and then coming out, I was still sitting, sitting down and I gassed it and I hit a rock and it made me go like to the left. Oh yeah. And then there was like a little bank with like sagebrush cause it's not like an actual track, yeah. you know? Uh, and then I hit the sagebrush and it corrects me. So when it corrected me, I just went over the bars. Tossed you. Yeah. Landed kind of bruised up my side here and everything. But the worst part about it is as I did that, cause I came across this section this way and then you turn left. Right. So I saw a worker truck and then a truck behind it. Yeah. So I'm turning and I do that and I eat shit. And I, dude, I try to get up so fast because like I knew they saw me. Yeah. And they're just like driving by all slow. So I'm like, fuck, get up quick. And I'm trying to get up and then pick up my bike so they wouldn't come. And then I get up and I look and the guy in the back, he kind of like stops. And I couldn't tell if he was looking at me, but yeah. he like stops and I'm all, don't come down here like, yeah, yeah. to check if I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. You know, so that was like the, the worst part, like just. Trying to get my bike up quick enough so the guys wouldn't yeah, come down. So they, yeah, dude, and that's what I've told you before is crashing hurts. Yeah. But you have adrenaline going, so it takes a minute, you know. But, like, I've always been embarrassed. Yeah. Like, when you just yard sell, like, especially when you're racing, like, in front of, like, at Silver State. And uh-huh. all your family's there, and you just grenade yourself. I'm like, dude, it hurts so bad, but I'm, like, so embarrassed right yeah. now. And I don't know why, because it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you ride long enough. But, yeah, I was always embarrassed. Yeah, but I just like pictured those guys like they're like, oh, cool, some dude's motoring out there. Oh, he just ate oh, shit. he is down. Yeah, yeah. So it, I was all fuck. You know, I gotta get up and do that. And then, so on a positive note, I went out there. I guess it rained pretty hard here uh-huh. the night before, um, Tuesday night. So I went out there. It was actually kind of decent. So I was able to ride a little bit like faster. Yeah. Um, I did one fifteen minute moto. There you go. Got off. My hands were like kind of beat, but not bad. And mm-hmm. then took like a five minute break. And then by that time, my hands were like recovered. Yeah. So then I went out for another one and I did nine minutes before I ate shit. Yeah. Then I got up and I'm all like my fucking pant thing like broke off and yeah. everything. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I should call it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, that's, well, I think that's good <laughs> enough for the day. So I didn't even get to do like a full two 15 minute motos, yeah. but. That's decent yeah, for me. Yeah, that's good. And that wasn't pinned. Like, you know, five minutes, probably 100%. Yeah. And 10 minutes, 70. Okay. Yeah. That's what you should be, though. Yeah. So I wasn't, you know, doing anything major, but I, I When did you good. crash? When you were at the 100 or the 70? Oh, at the 70. See? Yeah. You got a little too com- like comfortable, dude. Sitting down, coming out of the turn. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's I was for worst. sure at the 70 when I did that. Dang it. Well, it sucks, but at least you're healthy. Yeah. And I had to cancel our golf date anyway, so mm-hmm. give you a day of rest. 
Poor dude. See, that'd be on my on our website counter. How many times I was going to golf with Mike and then he didn't. Yeah. And I'm bad. I'm bad at it. I agree. My dad actually just yelled at me for double booking all the time. Hey, maybe maybe one day I'll golf with my my partner here. (laughs) We'll document. We'll bring some stuff for the uh, the YouTube. Well, that's what we should do, though. I don't even care about the golfing part. I do. I love it. I know. I like making content. (laughs) There you go. See, it's weird. We'll work. We'll work together. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Like, I can't golf and then take my stuff with me. So I'm either filming the whole time or I'm golfing the whole Mm -hmm. time. I can't do both. It has to be one. That's why I never have any content. See, that's exactly, that's just kind of how I am, I think. Yeah. So that's exactly what's drinking. Yeah. It can't be just do it or maybe do it a little bit. It has to either do it or not. Well, you need to remember that next to me, Moto. Either 100% or don't do it. Well, the thing is, I I can't do 100%. (laughs) That's the problem. I wish I could. I know. I just can't. I know. Uh, Let's get into some topics. I want to hear your opinion on this. Maybe uh, put it into uh, perspective for me. So Rocky, the Denver Nuggets mascot, mm-hmm. he gets paid more than 90 plus players in the NBA. No way. Yep. A mascot? Yep. No. So he makes 625K a year. Jesus. Yeah. So he's the highest paid mascot, which is kind of weird. So I'm kind of wondering like why um, this is Denver, Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. uh, mascot. Why is it that he gets paid the most? Uh, he must have some some good manager or something like that, but... He gets paid more than 90, like probably over 100 players Yeah, in the actual NBA. I would have never guessed that. I would think a mascot maybe makes 50. That's insane. I mean, unless they're using them for like YouTube stuff, like, you know, sideline stuff, like not actual gameplay. That's yeah, but, the only you, thing but you know say. how they always like finesse you on that. They're yeah. like, okay, you're going to do this job, but then also we get to use your content yeah. for... Well, that's like stuff. what you're saying. Maybe yeah, actually a mascot has a manager or something that yeah. negotiates because... I know like when I did Nitro, I did a lot of their PR stuff because I knew I was old and didn't ride very good. So I might as well make myself useful. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff I did with it, like the mascots would come out, like mm-hmm. at ballparks and stuff. So they'd be on the news, on their social media, on my social media, on Nitro's, you know. So I think that draws more attention than like, <clears throat> you know, some triple A player that's probably never going to like play in the majors or something. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. It's not just for, there's no way he gets paid that much just to go out in the game and wave his hands and do whatever you yeah. know what i mean so maybe they see him as a good value to the company or dude i don't know maybe he's lebron james under the costume and they just i yeah. mean yeah who knows but uh <laughs> it i mean realistically he could just show up to work and it could be me today yeah. and you tomorrow yeah like, maybe just the know. mascot gets the 625 but it's like a rotating people like in the organization yeah who knows but yeah I thought that's, that was pretty that's crazy. insane like i'd be pissed if i was a player out there on the floor and this thing's getting what is he a nugget no what is he, is Rocky? A, I don't know. Like a moose or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of like, hey, maybe I should go to mascot school. Mascot school, get a resume built. Get, you know, learn Dude, how to do I'd it. I'd like have a, a helmet on or a hat on all the time so no one see my head. Uh-huh. Oh, God, I just found my career. And you're good because you don't have hair. Easy. So you it's wouldn't sweat as much. Our, not in front of our group. <laughs> I already told you not, not having the hair, I sweat more. Oh. Because huh. I don't have the barrier. Hmm. right so it just comes off my forehead like i'm ruining hats left and right in the yeah, summer me too i'm bad with it how you have a barrier dude because it's just a mop yeah you do you know when you put that a mop in water yeah yeah it sucks no it doesn't suck yeah, it doesn't i apologize no way it sucks yeah. Dude. <laughs> uh yeah so that's kind of crazy yeah i would be pissed if i was an nba player but you know it's probably a lot of uh it's probably over 100 players that maybe never see the the court yeah 
I don't know oh, the sure. I don't know the ratio because I know like in soccer you have the guys out there and then you have the subs. Yeah, you know a sub maybe never sees one game like a third uh, third string quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, they'll sit on the bench or even sometimes the second string if you're behind Brady. It's mm-hmm. like dude, you never step on the field at all. Yeah, so I don't really know the rotation in the NBA how yeah. that works. If maybe every player gets at least you know two or three minutes. Yeah. Uh, maybe not a know. game, but like. Yeah. Throughout the season. Yeah. I don't know even what the roster is. Cause I mean, obviously they have their starting lineup and their bench lineup. Yeah. But they've got to have reserves, you know, practice mm-hmm. squad dudes or something to come up if someone gets hurt. Yeah. So. Freaking Rocky, dude. Dude, killing it. I would do like six years of that job and then just quit and never be seen again. Dude, over half a million dollars yeah. a year to be a mascot. Yeah. To be a nugget. And I'm sure he works a lot. I'm uh-huh. sure. All, you know, cool to it? him. But dude, that's a lot of money. What is there, 82 games? And he's probably, what's it, half 82? 41. Yeah. Yeah, 41. Yeah, so he does 41 weeks, or 41 games, I mean. Dude, that's good. And he probably gets all the perks, kind of, yeah. as, as yeah, like, the players. Yeah, he gets side and stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, gets, uh, I'm sure they get the, the meals. He goes in there and eats with the players. And Does he have, like, a mouth, or does he have to take the helmet off? I'm sure he takes that off. That'd be cool if he was in there eating yeah. and all normal. Everyone's like, what the hell? Yeah. Dude, that's actually funny because we I, I used to have season tickets to the soccer team we had up in Reno yeah. that's no, no longer there. And the girl that we had that hooked us up with all the seating and stuff, she I remember her telling me about the mascot there, and he did pretty good. Hmm. And he he was a mascot for both. Like he, he like he loved it so much or something like that that he did like two different type of mascots. Huh. And you're like, huh. It's also Reno. They probably didn't have many options True. for the, but they didn't hit us up. No, we have our mascot degree. I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> it can't be that hard, dude. For six hundred k, I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, speaking of partying earlier, yep, and having a good time. A hundred and two year old lady claims the key to living long. So listen up, people. Almost is is good sex and Jesus. a good sherry, which is like a wine. Ooh. I'll, I'll do the wine. I don't know about good sex at 102. That thing's all powdered up. Dude, look at the <laughs> look at the lady. Woof. Yeah, I mean, bless I bet, her heart. That's probably it. what she looked like while she was doing it too. Oh my god, don't. That's crazy. That's not, I'm gonna barf. Yeah. So it's always interesting to hear, you know, the people that live long, uh-huh. and they're always like, "Oh yeah, I've had Dr. Pepper, two Dr. Peppers a day for the last 50 yeah. years." There was an old boy, I think he's like 99, and he said he's had a six-pack of Coors Lights every day. Damn. Since like he was like 16 or something. Yeah. Like just because, you know, back in, you know, 100 years ago, like kids were put to work right away. Yeah. Said every day he'd come home, six-pack. Which isn't like bent, like I do way more than that, but I'm like, dude, he's But he did it every day. Yeah, Yeah. every single day. Yeah, 100 years old. This lady's 102. Yeah, and drinking wine. Yeah. Having sex. Just banging it out. Kind of like Al Pacino. God, what's the deal with that, dude? Dude, 83-year-old Al Pacino knocks up his 29-year-old wife. That's disgusting. And I think uh, his buddy, De Niro, just had a kid. Yeah. And I am I think he's younger than he's 80. He's like 77 or something. Yeah. I heard the story on the radio. Dude. Um, that's gross. Chicks are gnarly, dude. I mean, it's yeah. There's a lot to like uncover here. But my main thing is... Yeah, the chick thing's crazy because I think he was like fifty four and he she wasn't even born. Well, yeah. obviously she wasn't. Even yeah, born, you know. Um, but my biggest thing is like, yeah, it's cool to like populate and all that. But at the same time, like, 
do you not consider the feelings of this kid? So he's going to be born. Mm-hmm. You're 83 years old. Dude, you could probably die tomorrow. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Like he's on his way. That's out. a legit thing. Yeah. Like he's on. He's knocking. Yeah. You know. So this kid born five years from now, you die. Yeah. The kid doesn't even have a father. Yeah. But or, the mom's rich as hell. Yeah. The mom's rich and your last name's Pacino. Yeah. And, you know, all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. But at the same time, it's like you're you're uh knocking people up when it's like dude you're knocking on on death right there my thing is is like i'm 41 right and like a 29 year old to me looks kind of young that's exactly yeah you know what i mean like yeah like even like i'm you don't want to get into like the early 20s or nothing for me you know just the way it is it's like i can't imagine doubling my age and then being with i don't know dude it's kind of gross to me yeah and i mean the reception on this, I think it's like split 50 50 uh, for many different ways, not just one. But yeah, dude, if, if you know, you had a girlfriend and she was 18, mm-hmm. people would look at you and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But this guy's 83 years old. Yeah. Obviously. And his chick's 29. Yeah. It's like. And where I was going with the chicks is gnarly is like, there's no way, like, he takes his clothes off and she's like, God damn, he's sexy as hell. She's no. like, he's rich and I'm going to get paid off. I'll just sit on it. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I maybe I look at the world different, but I'm like, I'll, if I have a girl naked, I want to be like, oh, that's nice. I don't yeah. want to have 102 year old laying there and I'm freaking throwing KY on it. Oh, dude. I mean, throw up, dude. I mean, I'll be like, all right, well, take me instead of her. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take my shirt but not the eyes, yeah. or whatever. Take my eyes but not the shirt. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, like even take for example, like Jane Fonda, right? She's I think she's 80. Oh, I just saw her on that. 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. Yeah. And she still looks good for an 80-year-old. Yeah. But dude, still under the... You take the face makeup off and shit under those clothes, it's an 80-year-old body. Yeah, it's not... It's, it's not, not going to be, gonna be yeah. good. And it's like, that's why I say girls are gnarly. It's like, they'll do anything for that security or that cloud or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I, I would probably throw up. Okay. Well, then this brings up the topic of... I don't know if you saw, but Cher, mm-hmm. you know, she's close. She's in her high 70s, I yeah. believe. So she was just dating this guy, this rapper guy which is um a producer he i don't know if you heard of amber rose she has like the yeah, bald Liz's head yeah baby mama yeah yeah so he was with her and had a, a kid with her and then <clears throat> you know the dude just loves puss yeah so he just cheating on her and stuff like that so they broke up and then all of a sudden Cher is dating him Oof. so like Cher is not attractive would you uh would you be doing that no no Mm-mm. not That's even if t- you met Cher and she like had a little crush on you and no was like, hey, dude, man. no because i'm telling you just picture like, like when I look at my grandma's arms, uh-huh. right? Like I don't want to picture her naked yeah, by yeah. any means, but like when you look at her arms, it's like, it's just kind of like they're old. Yeah. You know, you're too old. Yeah. Um, she's just old. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, no way, dude. Give me a older lady that you would. Older lady that I would. And Not, let's yeah. say woman, like okay, lady well, sounds like pretty old. But. I wouldn't do Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, I don't even know why that one jumped into your head, dude. (laughs) I don't know either. Um, Dang, I don't know. Like Pam Anderson? Like, you know. Yeah. Older. I would think, I I can't think off the top of my head, and I'm under pressure now, I'm starting to sweat. But like mid-50s is about as high as I'd go. Right. So I met the chick from Home Improvement, Heidi. Remember her? Mm -hmm. She was like the tool time girl. Yeah, yeah. I did a golf tournament with her and I think she's like 56 and she doesn't look half bad at all, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to go, I'm not going to creep like towards 60 much. I don't know though, because if you, I think like JLo's 52. 
Yeah. Dude, yeah, she, 52 is fine. She looks like she's like 30. I, I know. I could do like 10 years older <clears> than me. That's fine. But but what if J-Lo is 60, 65 and looks like J-Lo now? Well, that's, I mean. Then we're just talking about a number yeah. to like this chick looks yeah, ripping I stuff. I don't know, dude. I would I would prefer like 30 to 35 if I could. Yeah. Just to be safe. Okay. It's quiet in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. I'm still trying to think of like an older girl. Like JLo's hot. Yeah. No doubt. She has like good skin and everything. Takes care of herself. But I'm telling you, you start to get up in that age and shit just looks different. Yeah. There's only so much makeup you can throw on and cover up. It's hey, like, you know, a little b- bottle of Hennessy and, and I might do it. Well, I, I mean, I, we're talking sober right now. No, me, I was give, just talking. Give me a 12 pack. I'll yeah. have all kinds of answers pack. for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but 84 or 83 to 29 is disgusting. Yeah, that chick has daddy issues for sure. Yeah, she has issues. I feel bad for the kid that it is, I mean, it's gonna have like a stepdad. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, what if it's Robert De Niro? <laughs> no, he's on the <laughs> and way. And then Joe Pesci, like, yeah. it just goes through the dude, whole. Joe Pesci is casino looking set. horrible right he now. He is, dude. Yeah. I just saw something with him. And I'm like, Damn. Cause yeah, because he's, he's like a one big, of my. He's a big golfer. Yeah, yeah. He's like one of my favorite actors. Mm-hmm. Just his little voice, and he's all fiery. You know, he's yeah. killing people. Dude, Home and, Alone. Yeah, and I just saw him the other day. I'm like, oof. Yeah. He's, he's got one foot on a banana peel and the other's in the grave. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think it's just because he's so small. Yeah. He looks very fragile, but he might be in good health because he's out there golfing like every day. Yeah. You know, well, doing dude. being active. Yeah, and you know how those like Italian type people eat. Yeah. They had all red sauces and sausages and stuff. It's going to yeah. catch you. Yeah. They're not vegan by any means. But maybe uh, maybe Pacino's on the same. Dude, at 83, you could still get it up. Dude, he's so rich, he has medicine. And you have like live sports. Brown. That's what I'm more impressed about is like he still had active swimmers. Yeah. David swimmers. Like, so he pro- he's probably just in there just like just he's going on, to town. He's on his back. I guarantee it. All right. I mean, he probably has her doggy. Oof. I don't know. 29, that's not bad. I mean, you know. <laughs> Why do you look out the window? I don't do you know. Because you looked out Secret there. service is coming. <laughs> um, no, but maybe he's just like getting in there every single day and he thinks, oh, dude, I'm 83. I'm, I'm not going to have a kid. Yeah. And it was an accident because. But then also, too, I mean, women have rights to, yeah. like, not go through with it, I yeah. think. I don't want to get into that no, issue. No, I'm but... telling you, dude, she's, she needed security. Yeah. She needed the uh, the ultimate paycheck. I'm actually kind of surprised I never heard. I didn't know he was married to a 29-year-old. Me either. Until, I didn't until... honestly know he was still alive until you just said, or until I saw it on the, on the oh, radio. Oh, he's definitely alive. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Everything's alive. Yeah. Lucky. So he's killing it, but that's that, that's interesting. That's uh, interesting because we're getting older, so I always wonder about that yeah. stuff. I'm like, I wonder when you just stop. Yeah, I guess you don't. As a dude, I wonder when you just like find like a partner like of age, like Leo's like 46. He was dating like a 17 year old or something not too long ago, and he got in a bunch of trouble for it. Yeah, but you know, that's a little bit better than 83 to yeah, 29. But, dude, just picture like like Lash's daughters are like 17. Yeah. It's like I couldn't picture crazy. my age like they that like you want a woman at that age, right? Yeah. You don't want like a little girl. Like, yeah, and then Leo, yeah, you know, Leo should. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the the girls he goes for are more mature. I mean, they de- definitely look a lot. They read at a sophomore level, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, they look more womanish, if that's a word. Yeah. Speaking of sophomore level in reading, you just told me that. Well, how do you say his last name? Bert Kreisner. Kreisner, whatever. Yeah. The Van Wilder movie was built off him. Yeah. The old Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah. Dude, that's sick. Dude, so I, I saw a little clip from a podcast and he was on there and, you know, that was like the the kind of the clip that catches your eye. So I, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. 
So I watched the whole clip and basically he's sitting there talking about he went to college. He went for six years, mm. you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Will's, uh, he's, then he started doing stand-up comedy and right. stuff like that. And then Will Smith discovered him, which is something I didn't know either. So, and then after that, Will Smith was trying to like help him out or whatever. And he made a deal with like one of the, the networks, the studio or whatever. And he had this story for the Van Wilder yeah. thing, basically. And then also... There was someone else involved that was part of the story, too. Mm. So he was like, no, I don't want to do whatever he was advised not to do. I don't really know what it was, but he he didn't go through with it. But the other person that was involved in the story sold the rights to the movie. Uh. And then they ended up making the movie. And then he he was all pissed off because he's like, I didn't approve this or whatever. Yeah. But the other person did. But he probably didn't have no proof that it was his uh, script or whatever right? yeah but the thing is too like you know we watched van wilder that's oh, yeah. a bitching ass i movie. love it dude burt kreisner no offense or nothing but you're you were not that yeah so the only part they probably took from the van wilder movie from his life is that he went to college for six years yeah yeah that and was probably it i could see him having like his own golf cart on campus maybe maybe that'd be pretty cool yeah but, but he wasn't pulling tara reed he wasn't hell no he wasn't that cool guy yeah i don't know See Tara Reid, I think she's older. I'd probably, I could probably hold hands with that one. Oof. Ah, actually, she looks like crap now, huh? Yeah, she partied okay. way too hard. Yeah. Okay, back to Van Wilder. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I do love that Bert dude though. He's awesome. Yeah. Like I don't watch much comedy, but like Theo Vaughn gets me going, mm-hmm. like makes me laugh. And that uh, Kreischer, what is it, Kreischer or Ner? Kreischer. Okay. But well, I'm just gonna call him Bert. Dude, I just I saw him a few years ago up in Reno. It's so funny. Yeah. Do you see his, uh, he makes me feel better about my drinking habits. Do you see that skit he did? Yeah. Where he's like, Tony's like, I want to wake up and have a mimosa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I might just black out drunk. And then I want to wake up the next day. He's like, I keep this body running just good enough to drink every day. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that's my spirit animal. Mm-hmm. We should make a movie together. Yeah. Even, I don't want to ruin it for you, but like, he kind of reminds me of a Will Ferrell in a way. Yeah. Because he has these little like ticks where, he, I don't know. He's always like almost like cry laughing. Yeah. And it's like, all right, dude, tone it down a little bit. Yeah. You know, and then Will Ferrell's the worst. He just like cries all the time for certain stuff. Yeah. And then there's one where a clown or there was like a balloon in the room and he was all freaking out. And it's like, dude, chill Pipe out. It down. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it's over the top. That's a little over hate, the top. That's why I hate Will Ferrell's like every part <laughs> that he plays is like half of it's not even funny. Like I said, there's one part that I've ever thought was funny or one movie, I should say. Dude, I just saw that the other guys with mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that movie's pretty funny. Never seen it. You never saw it? No, because Will Ferrell's in it. <laughs> yeah, he's in it, and then he's married to uh, Eva Mendez. That Ooh. could be a. Yeah. She's probably up in their 40s, 50s yeah, yeah. almost. She's hot. Isn't yeah. she married to Gosling now? Probably. The Notebook dude. Probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's begging that out. He is not. Nah, he's a puss. Those Hollywood dudes don't know what they're doing. So Al Pacino does. But yeah. And Robert. I like how I'm talking. But shit, they're so. old school. Yeah. That's why. Uh huh. I like how I'm talking shit and I'm from Minden, like I'm some stud. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, and no. I keep my hat on. You know how that looks? Yeah, so what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so she's in it and there's a this like running joke in the movie where, you know, because Will Ferrell's this nerd cop yeah. and then Mark Wahlberg's cool and he goes and like meets her or goes to dinner with them and stuff and he's like, seriously, who is that? And he's like, that's my wife. He's like, no, stop playing, dude. Who is it? you know and he yeah. keeps doing that it's it's hilarious but uh yeah i just watched that this weekend huh that was pretty good i didn't watch nothing 
Yeah. I watch YouTube music videos. Did you ever watch that Tupac documentary? I, I haven't yet. Did you? You're on a flight and you couldn't watch it? No, I was going to watch it on the flight. Hmm? It wasn't on the flight. No, but like on your phone or something? No, no. Um, You would be proud of me. I watched the air. Movie. Oh, I did watch it too. Yeah, with like the, about mm-hmm. the Jordan and the Nike deal. Dude, that was sick. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. I Because I didn't know, like I just thought Nike was huge even back then. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize like they were like the freaking lowball group. And yeah. All the stuff they went through to get them and, you know, then the royalty thing and like they're all stressed out about that. And then all of a sudden it's like he pretty much made Nike what it is. Yeah. You know, like now there's golfers wearing like Jordans and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So that was a crazy story. I was stoked to, to catch up on that for sure. Yeah, that was owned one pair in my whole life. I have a few. It was like fifth grade. Yeah, you have dude, so much shoes. Dude. Speaking of that, I just I should check my phone. I just uh no phones on the set. I'm sorry, dude. Okay. This morning I you know they they got the sneaker app. Uh-huh. So any shoe head out there knows my my feelings on this, but okay. sneaker app, you're supposed to be able to get, you know, some shoes or whatever. They release them today. You get on there 7 a.m., 10 a.m. Eastern. And you push the button trying to get in. And a lot of times, like, the bots get them before everyone else. Yeah. So now they're, like, trying to do things to combat the bots and everything. And it's just been a shit show, dude. Mm. Like, you can't even log in. So I, I look at my phone. I go on the app. And I'm signed in. Okay. 7 o'clock comes around. I push the button to buy. It, it requires me to sign in. Weird. I'm like, I was just signed in. Dude. Yeah, I so hate then, that stuff. So it takes me to a page to sign in. And then it stays there. And I think it only gives you like a 10 minute window to like enter the draw. So you missed it. So I miss it. And mm. it's like, dude, what the, so today I actually was able to get in there and stuff, but, um, I never got the email telling me if I got it or not, which well, you didn't No, Yeah. I have, still haven't gotten it. So yeah. I didn't get the shoes. You know what I got? Some vans. Yep. Right to the store. Vans. <laughs> Black. Put them on. Van Wilders. Right yeah. Van Wilders. Dude. Nice. Not that comfy though. No. It's all right. I'm not known for my style. I think we can all agree on that. I mean, all black. But see, I kind of do the same stuff too, but you just kind of need the little bit. Like, yeah, if but your shoes were on par, they'd be like, dude, your outfit's sick, even though it's black pants and black shirt. Shoes, and then you have like maybe a hat that complements your, your t-shirt. Maybe a hat. Definitely having a hat. I'm just saying, the, the hat has oh, a Oh, you compliment. did match it up. I see it. I'm just saying. Shoes are kind of off a little bit besides the swoosh. Well, not really. A little bit. I mean, just judging. I'm just saying, but you know, <laughs> that's what you got. I got a lot of compliments on my TLC shirt last week. Yeah. So I had to bring out the, the biggie shirt. Dude, this you're going to run out of band shirts. I need a band shirt. What's next? Sponsor. What's like Roxette or something. What are you going to wear? Uh, Prince, maybe. Prince. Nice. You like that? Yeah. Come in with like one little crossing. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, what else you got for me? You got any topics for me? Um, I don't think I do. Sex topics? Oh, Jesus. No, been pretty abstinent lately. Mm. It's time. Yeah, you know, who, turning over a new leaf. You know who should have been abstinent? Al Pacino. Dude, the guy from the '70s show. Oh, you see Danny that? Danny Masterson. Dude. Danny Masterson, guilty yeah. of two counts out of three uh-huh. of rape. Yeah, dude. So I saw he could face thirty years, right? But then I looked further, and it's thirty years to life. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was just facing thirty years, and I'm like. I mean, 30 years is a long time. He's not going to get 30 years, no, right? I don't know. He's a Hollywood dude. Um, but for raping two or three women, that doesn't really sound like a long time. Yeah. Right? And then I, and then later on, I saw it was 30 years to life. Yeah. I'm like, oh, 
Okay. But like you said, he'll probably do like five and then be on house arrest or something. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, that's what... I'm surprised they found him guilty. <sighs> yeah, I know. I kind of forgot about it because I saw it a long time ago that he was going. And... Well, I think he was found guilty and then they did a retrial. Yeah. They, well, they called it like a mistrial or oh, something okay, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, God, these people are just sick assholes, dude. So the it was three counts of rape mm-hmm. or whatever you call it. Uh, one of the counts was that was just not... So he got guilty for two charges. Yeah, and the other one was like his girlfriend or something. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of, it's kind of weird that he, just because of who he is and, you know, Hollywood and all that kind of stuff that he actually was found guilty. But I mean, fuck, dude, if do the crime, you got to pay. Dude. And that's another thing, back to the Al Pacino thing, is like, when you're having sex with a female, you like, want them to be into it too. What the hell is the point of freaking drugging until they fall asleep and then doing it? That's disgusting. Yeah, well, that and a better point, I think, is oh, what's going on out there? Dalmatian, someone walking the dogs. Yeah, Yeah. better point is, dude, if Al Pacino, I know he's like way bigger than Danny Masterson, but Al Pacino at 83 years old, saggy balls down to his knees, all the way down there, just like horrible looking dude. Yeah, he's about to die, can pull a 29 year old hot chick. Yeah, dude, I'm sure when that this Danny dude was this was like 20, 23 years ago. Yeah, you know, in the early 2000s. You know, the height of fucking the 70s, 70s show, show yep. everything. He's, you know, young. I'm pretty sure you could have pulled those shits. I know, dude. I don't get it. You don't need but, to be raping people. Dude, I think it's like legit, like a mental health issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like something about that turns them on. It's like, what? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised there's only been three girls within that whole time period. If That we know of. Yeah, that we know of. Yeah. That. Well, that's the thing. I think one girl came out and then... She came out right away and they silenced her, basically. Yeah, and then but then once it actually came out to light, mm-hmm. uh, the other two came out. Yeah. Like, so, remember Darren Sharper, the NFL dude? Yeah. Oh, he was in the same shit. Mm. And he got a bunch of them. I think he's life in prison. Okay. Bill I'm Cosby. So gl- dude, yeah, Bill Cosby. Dude, what did I, I saw some meme the other day. And it's all... What's the weirdest thing a girl's ever done to you in bed? And it was like a fake Bill Cosby underneath comments. I woke up, dude. <laughs> I lost my shit on that one, dude. It was so good. Fuck. But um, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm not normal. Obviously, I drink too much. I golf too much. I'm immature still, but I'm glad I'm relatively normal. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's uh, there's some weird people out there. Yeah, yeah. that's why. I like, I think uh, I'm not good at anything. Yeah, because I'm just I'm just normal. You're pretty good. I mean, I'm all right. Good golfer. I mean, probably one of the best around here. Uh, let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you know, you know, people say, you know, Michael Jackson, whether you believe it or not, mm-hmm. he was, whether you believe it or not, but at the end of the day, he was kind of a weirdo. Yeah. You know, uh, R. Kelly, like these yeah. guys that come out and they have like weird, even like Michael Jordan, even though he ha- he hasn't done anything that we know that's yeah. bad, but he had that thing where like, if you even looked at him wrong, he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. You know, and he and took he's a that degenerate pers- gambler. Yeah. Yeah. You he know, took like- that personal and stuff like that. So it seems like people that are like super great at one thing kind of have like this, like disconnect from reality yeah. that they do some weird shit. Yeah. That's why I'm still hoping to this day that Tom Brady, nothing comes out about him because he's the most normal superstar dude ever. Yeah. So fingers, I'm sure something will happen though. Always does. Yeah. I don't know though. I, that's a that's a different one because you know we look at Jordan he was just like a freak athletic dude yeah you know uh, we look at the performers just like super talented at like singing dancing like all that kind of stuff Tom just kind of 
yeah, he's like the best, but yeah. at the same time is, you know, it wasn't like a solo thing yeah. where he has the line to like protect them. Yeah. He has like the good coaches, you know, he, he went and he did his job yeah. how he needed to every single time. I concur. You know? So it's not like, I don't really consider him like just this freak athlete, yeah. just like, you know, I think he just had the right conditions. Yeah. I don't well, know. Justin, you got to like, you're hundred percent right on that. Like Jordan did so much stuff and you know, a lot of these dudes, but like Brady, just the, the playoff Super Bowl games, like, you know, where he would just come down to the line and he always made something happen. Mm-hmm. Like his first Super Bowl ever, they thought they were just going to go into overtime. They mm-hmm. kind of told Tom just like dink and dunk down the field. Something happens. Cool. Got him right in the field goal range and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's like what he was good at, you know, because like, and honestly, like a dude like Eli Manning, like look at him, the two Super Bowls he won, dude, mm-hmm. like last minute plays. And so there is something to be said about that. Cause I mean, look at it, you know, 98% of the actual NFL quarterbacks through history can't do that. Yeah. You know, there's a rare breed that can actually do that. But yeah, like, I think mentally he was super tough. Yeah. And the thing that's gnarly, because like think about Jordan, right? He probably always wanted the ball in his hands Mm -hmm. when the time came. And that's Brady. Like, you know, Brady got the ball in his hands. The announcers and everyone are like, oh, this game's not over. And he's done it before. So, but he is just a normal, nerdy. He's more normal than most of the people that are like super, the goats at what they do. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Dude, uh, speaking of goats, like in moto, you know, in my eyes, I'll always see James Stewart as a goat. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, Ricky, he's he was dope and super good. Um, kind of an outlier because body type and just just short little dude. Yeah, you know, for what he did was obviously impressive and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, dude, Jet Lawrence might he's just a, smoke all these guys. Yeah, he's a bad dude. The only thing that's gonna take him out of this the outdoor series right now is him. Yeah, you know, like he freaking is—he looks so good on that four fifty. I think Chase is gonna step up and and really battle, battle him. Yeah. yeah, it'll be and both those guys are gonna mess up at some point this year, mm-hmm. right? Like we've seen Chase crash time and time again, but yeah. I think if you look at the series overall, those are the two dudes that are gonna be battling for the title. Oh, yeah, no matter what, even if they do crash and get a tenth place or something. And yeah, I actually just watched um, the first national last night because mm-hmm. I was gone all weekend. He looks sick on that four fifty. Yeah. And Chase does too. They both look, you know, like they're just their style. Like I told you on the previous podcast, they've kind of made Moto fun to watch again for me. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, not taking nothing away, but like the Villapotos and the Dungies, there was nothing like cool about watching them ride. Mm. They always just kind of looked like old man style, mm-hmm. and, but they were faster than hell and they were, you know, very successful. But like consistent. When I watch Jet, like me and Bubs always say it, it's like he makes me want to buy a Honda 450 or 250F and mm-hmm. like, Make my bike look like that. That's why I went moto. Yeah. yeah. And then you crashed. Yeah. That's why I don't buy it. Mm. See, I have like, you know, the devil and the, the good yeah. guy over, the angel over here. So the good, well, yeah. The good the guy. Devil, should... The devil gets me at the bar, but then the angel gets me for not one to ride. He's mm. like, Mace, you were just drinking. Maybe don't ride. Yeah. yeah you're out of shape and you're going to go out there and think you freaking it's still 2010. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Um, do you, where did Jet come from? Australia. I, well, yeah. But like, <laughs> you know, you hear the amateurs coming up yeah. through here and stuff. I never heard of him until he actually came, like, I, rode here. I'm the same as you. I I mean, like, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to moto these mm-hmm. days. As far as, like, amateur stuff, right? Like, I still watch a lot of the main racing. But uh, I know when he first came over, him and his, like, and his brother especially, it's like, they, he was so-so. Yeah. You know, like, he was on maybe the West Coast or something, and he kept crashing and never looked like 
he was going to be a dominant guy. Like I thought for sure a title was in his future, mm-hmm. but it's just something happened. He matured and he's mm. peaking like all at the perfect time. Yeah. Cause that's all it is for these guys is maturity. Yeah. You know, like Cooper Webb. Like, he has the right body type too. He's he does. just, he's just, he's built for that. I yeah. Think. And he has a good style where, like I said, he's the only one who'll take himself out. Like mm-hmm. he's very smooth. If you watched, like I watched his lines at, you know, Paula, it's like, he's very calculated. Like he just always looks in control. So it is kind of weird when he does crash, you know, something happens, but I don't know. It like, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause that's not that I'm jet, but it was the same with how I've always told you, like in arena cross, I never felt like I belonged. I just mm-hmm. went there for the jump off. And then I went to freestyle. And as I started getting better at freestyle, I felt like my whole, everything on the bike got better. Like mm-hmm. I could go to the local track and hammer out laps. And I felt like when I was riding at Sandy Valley in Vegas before X games, dude, I felt so good there. Mm-hmm. 25, 30 minute motos smooth. Like, and just like my corner speed up because like I got this like maturity all of a sudden, like I belong in the sport okay, and confidence, you know, and then yeah. like, even though it's winning X games, it's like you go to a local track and people, most of them watch X games. So it gives me a confidence. I'm not just some dude showing up there trying to like hang out or something, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I think that's, and that's with football, basketball, anything, you know, like LeBron James being mature enough to be in the NBA or Kobe at 18 years old. That's gnarly. Mm-hmm. And everyone has different different peaks and i think jet like that's what i'm saying like right now his confidence his fitness his team everything has like peaked perfect yeah and he looks unbeatable like where chase he's maybe still peaking like mm-hmm. he looks great and then he doesn't mm-hmm. right like he'll have a first and yeah. then a 10th or you know i don't i don't see jet doing that but i don't know it's moto anything can happen yeah. like look at eli he was about to win a title and just yeah. landed on a jump and well eli might consider coming back and <clears throat> extend those uh leads that he has on like yeah. um, wins and stuff like that because yeah. jet's gonna just come by i think and and blow all that shit yeah. out of the water especially if, he's what 18 19 years old yeah i, I, I think chase how, is 23 years old yeah and honestly I'm, and it's hard to say and i'm not discrediting the lights guys but like if jet stays healthy and dude he's got five six good years under his belt because mm-hmm. i don't really see any like anyone in the lights that could come up right now no nah. And compete with him you know like you said if he's i don't know how old he is but let's say he's under 20 and he puts five good years in it you know by 25 it's like yeah. maybe the only other person is his brother but maybe but he beats his brother in the normal head to head races you yeah. know and so i yeah i don't know but it's it's sick he's making moto fun to watch again yeah. you know what really weird weirds me out about watching him is how he'll just how he rides right he'll stand up in a lot of turns yeah and he's so tall, so it, it just looks weird. But then sometimes he'll go into a turn and completely like stand up on it and like stop. Yeah, like, he, you know. Yeah. But he never like dabs his foot down or nothing. He just like stops and then come, keeps going. I'm like, dude, how do you do that? Yeah. And and that's what me and Bubs because we watched the race last night. That's where he's so gnarly because they show him, and he's not on the get like he's not wide open. Yeah. Right. It's he's like almost like on like a slot car track. It's like he has balance. His balance is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And he'll get into a rut, stand up through the rut, and kind of just idle into the next turn. But he's never lo- like that notchy uh, stop and go type of deal. Where like then they show like Plessinger, and he's like feet are hanging off. He's wheeling out of the turn, kind of gets set up wrong in the next turn. You know, like yeah. And that's the smallest detail because Aaron's still just as fast as Jet in a sense, right? They're all like the top elite level, but those little mistakes over thirty five minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it may be is that's like where the difference is. Mm-hmm. Like you watch Jet and like it, you have to watch him every lap to to pick apart the smallest mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's just got that momentum and he had it in Supercross. He looked awesome in Supercross. And if you pay attention to like a lot of the other dudes that are fourth, fifth, sixth, 
even his brother. It's just those little errors at, at that level. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you they could all go to the test track right now and have almost the same lap times. Yeah. But it's who who puts it together, the whole moto. Yeah, so I think big on mentality and the confidence because they're in Supercross, I remember watching him and he'd ride and like case something super bad, but like he's just super strong, good bike, good yeah. suspension, where he cases it, soaks it up, and then just does the, the next st- uh, obstacle that he needs to do. And yeah. you're like, dude. How do you do that? Because other guys, they might case it and then go over the bars or or do something, but he's just like so confident with the bike that, you know. And like you said, a lot of it's his body type. Mm -hmm. You know, like Cooper Webb's a shorter dude. Yeah. So when Cooper cases something, he doesn't really have like legs and arms to get it back going where like you said, Jack can case something and he won't like, it won't compound the error. He can Mm -hmm. get through the section still. Yeah. And yeah, just everything's matched up. It's it's fun to watch. So he's he's a bad dude and. He's a, a great ambassador for our sport. I think we talked about it in freestyle last week, maybe, mm-hmm. where we don't have some personalities like yeah. Jet. Like, dude, he's making his own donuts, making all this own, like his merch, all this stuff, you know. And someone was at one of the supercrosses and said, like, Jet and Danger Boys lines were like, oh, they dude. couldn't even get everyone at like thousands of people. I bet. You know, so that's, that's great for our sport. Like, mm-hmm. having Deegan in the lights class, having Jet in the 450 class, because that's what we need. Like, that's going back to like the Dungey Villapoto areas. Those dudes were just so in the zone and focused. They didn't look at the outside of moto. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, you're going to be a role model for a kid, no matter what. Someone's yeah. going to watch Dungey ride and be like, man, I want to be Dungey when I grow up. Yeah. But then like jets making that personality where kids are like, man, I want to be like jet mm-hmm. period. You know what I mean? Like, and that's cool. And like you said with James Stewart, as James came out, he was wild. He was, you know, eating shit all the time, but then he was winning yeah. by 40 seconds and yeah. dancing after like, People wanted to be James Stewart. Oh, yeah. McGrath. You know, I still the, want to be James yeah, Stewart. Yeah, McGrath coming out with taillights on his helmet and a $100 bill clear-coated in it. And, mm-hmm. You know, renting like a freaking Ferrari and coming into the pits. It's like, he's a badass rider, but then you want like his lifestyle too. Mm-hmm. And and that's like, it's rare in our sport to have those combinations. Like Deegan had it. A lot of people have it, you know, but some don't. And that's why champions always look that different. Mm-hmm. That's why like a lot of the 80s champions and 70s champions are afterthoughts because they they were like just old gritty dudes. Yeah. No thought of like, how can I affect this kid that's watching me and looks up to me, but how can I affect him in his life in general? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's awesome to me because any motor racer, but like, especially a jet, it's like, you got kids now that want to be healthy and they want to train and they want to yeah. look like him. And you know, it's like, it's yeah, not that's what's this cool. like wild side of stuff. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, McGrath's era was obviously easier. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got kids bleaching their, their hair, piercing their ears, you know, like doing dumb shit, like in, in the off season or something it's yeah. like jet and these guys are like actual athletes and like a good role model for the kids yeah and i will give props i think that kind of started uh with roxon when yeah. he came over yeah. he had that like athletic build to him uh the gear started changing to yeah. be super tight which sucks for us oh, dude i'm not worried. that's another reason <laughs> why i don't want a bike but uh yeah so he had that gear that was like form fitting to to his body yeah uh it looks more like a uniform yeah you know like football or whatever so it started being cool to like, hey, let's train, let's look yeah. good, let's be fast on the bike and everything. Yeah. But um, and then obviously social media, yeah, because yeah, these kids are doing it and right. That's, and that's another step to it is like Roxon was so good on social media, mm-hmm. and he interacts with people. It's where they're like, oh, this is a real dude, not someone running his account, right? Yeah. So you have all these aspects that that make these dudes bigger than life, mm-hmm. and that's the reason why. You know, some dude that can win a championship might have a hundred thousand followers, and then some dude that wins it has, you know, four million or something yeah. like Roxon does, or he has like two million or whatever. But 
there's only there's a rare breed of guys that understand the whole package. Mm-hmm. Like even Ricky didn't understand it. No, oh, right. Ricky trained his ass off. And granted, the dudes I'm talking about, social media wasn't actually a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like back in those days. So, well, I think it's a it's a good point too because um, you kind of see it with Stewart because Stewart when he retired, you know, we didn't really know if he was retired or not, if he was coming back, and then he kind of like disappears, and then all of a sudden he comes out with this uh, his little podcast that he does, and he's like breaking down the, the races which is awesome because i want to hear it from someone like him yeah and he knows what he's talking about yeah. you know so he's doing that and then all of a sudden now you start seeing him in the broadcast yeah because i think those guys maybe saw and he, they're like dude he talks good he's 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 good at what he does yeah so they bring him on the on the on the broadcast and i love hearing him on yeah. that he's like actually has like a personality and stuff like that so um i think at, at one point he was like i'm gonna take advantage of the social media thing yeah because, you know, he had his JS7 page on Instagram, which I'm blocked Still on. blocked, yeah. God, you're, ne- you're never going to get over that. No. But, uh, yeah, and then he starts his bubble podcast yeah. and, and everything. And he, he probably realized, hey, if I want to keep relevant, yeah. which no one really knew. I didn't, I'm a fan, and I didn't know what he was doing. No one did. Um, all of a sudden, he comes out with that, and now he's super big in there again. Yeah, yeah. And it's because social media. And it's cool because... I've told you this with X Games is like it was my way of giving back, mm-hmm. right? Because of Moto, Stewart had a, has a great life. Yeah, right. He's retired. He was, I mean, dude, I think he was retired before he was thirty. You know, lives a great life, has all the stuff he wants, like doesn't have to worry about money. And it's like we shouldn't take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Certain people, like I would never, like X Games single handedly is why I even got to be anything. Yeah, you know. So it's like the second I got to ask to uh, announce, it's like I would love to do that mm-hmm. because that's our. Because I've told you before. There's nothing more annoying than like a Steve Mathis or someone that's can't make it and can't ride, but they have all these opinions on, you know, why Roxon sucks and Roxon's doing this wrong. And I don't think he cares. And it's like, I like hearing it from the athlete's mouth. You know, mm-hmm. like if Stuart's like, oh, I think Chase is struggling here and it's probably because of this and this, you're like, yeah, Stuart's been in that position. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I hated hearing one of the like, X Games announcers, like if I missed a trick by that much on an extension, like, ah, oh, he looks a little sloppy. It's like, it's windy. It's slick going up to the ramp. There's a lot of variables, you know, mm-hmm. we're under pressure. Like you don't know what it's like being out there with everyone watching you. And we get one shot a year. Like at least Supercross guys get, you know, four months of rounds to kind of put it together. We yeah. get one shot and it used to drive me nuts. So I think it's great. And that's where I think Jet and all these dudes are, they're already giving back to the sport without even having to do it. Mm-hmm. Interacting with the fans, having their social media, you know, like they always do. Uh, what's that like meeting they do? Um almost like a preseason meet kickoff meet and greet oh, type deal. Yeah. They do a bunch of those. It's like no other riders do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a way for fans to come see these guys and realize that they're normal dudes. Yeah. You know, and I love seeing James back in there. It's cool having Ricky in there. You know, he messes up a lot and doesn't talk yeah. the best, but when Rick says something, you listen to it. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like that dude has won hundreds of races. Yeah. So when he says it, you're like, yeah, you know? And so I'm glad to see James back. It was kind of weird. Like, I don't feel that like he did the end of his career right. Right. Like just falling off I the agree. map, not yeah. even giving updates. It's like he could have retired after his second year in the 450 class and people would have respected it. Mm-hmm. He had more years than that and then just kind of fell off the deep end. And like, yeah. you know, I wish he would have like been more in tune with that, but he is coming back. And yeah, so any athlete that gives back to their sport, whether it's NFL, you know, ex players being in the booth, it's like, yeah. it's just always such a better perspective and, and a better way to get to know James or Ricky yeah. or anyone, you know? So. I mean, it's always good to have that professional uh, analyst broadcaster because yeah. they're good at what they you do. You have to have those, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to have them, but it's it's 
amazing to have the ex athlete or current athlete in yeah. there with you talking yeah. because you do learn a lot more from it. Um, you know, even this weekend, Stewart said something about uh, Sexton and Lawrence uh-huh. battling. They're like, if there's anyone on the track that you really want to beat, is your teammate. Yeah. And I was like, I never really thought of it like yeah. that. I thought like, you know, obviously like if you're, if Eli was out there, they want to be Eli. Cause yeah. everyone knows that Eli is the top guy. Yeah. So, but he's like, nah, you want to beat your teammate. Because, yeah. You got to go back to the truck together. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's an ego thing. I mean, obviously if Eli's out there, they want to beat him too. Yeah. But you know, like you always want to have the, the upper hand in the truck, I would think. Yeah. And that's exactly what Stuart was saying. But like me as not knowing that stuff, I'm like, Oh, that's cool perspective. Yeah. I didn't really think about that, you know? Yeah. So it's always good to see that. But I think James actually owes us, he, he looks in shape. So mm-hmm. I think he owes us a, at least uh, a comeback race. No way. Just one. He will yard sale so bad. I mean, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're just saying that because he blocked you. No. (laughs) No, I like Stuart. Um, Yeah, the sport's in a good place, though, honestly, like with everything going on right now. And, you know, like I said, having Danger Boy in the lights class, even though, you know, he went 6'2", I think, for second overall. Mm -hmm. But he's just, he's got a riding style and a personality that you like to follow, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're not really following Justin Cooper. Yeah. A lot of people aren't. And he's an awesome rider, but it's like, these dudes like Christian Craig, that's why he's one of the most popular writers because mm-hmm. he's very good at showing you every day of his life, yeah. you know, day to day, raising three kids and, you know, practicing training and then getting hurt and still raising three kids. Yeah. It's like, and he's not very good. He's pretty damn good. I mean, not, not in the four fifties. Dude, He's like sixth, seventh place. That's pretty good. I mean, you the know, world's best. Yeah. But he, and, but he went from winning the championship in the lights to, yeah. you know, um, but you're talking about and this made me think about it, like Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Hampshire is fast in, in the 250, and he'll probably have to move up. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they make him move up anymore, but uh, he'll move up to 450s, and he's not going to battle. Jack. Yeah, he'll he'll be like a sixth, seventh place dude. It's kind of the same thing. You yeah, know? yeah. Christ- not, I'm not, it's not that they're not good. It's just yeah. I'm just saying from going, winning championships in the lights yeah. class and then moving up to the 450s and, you know, getting top 10. Yeah. But – you got to like remember too that everyone in the 450s is a champion. Yeah, true. Right. So it's just that's where Jet's so impressive mm-hmm. is he was a champion and then he moved right back up and he still thinks because that's these dudes when they're on light spikes, you're all at the test track together. Because mm-hmm. I remember that was the coolest thing I ever heard McGrath say is one time I got to actually hang out with them and we were just shooting the shit. And I, dude, I love like history. Right. And I'm like, man, in 93, you were just, a, I mean, you won two West Coast titles, I believe, before that. You get signed to Factory Honda. You're a young dude. All these dudes, like I said, they're old, gritty dudes. It'll just run you over. They don't care. Yeah. Back then, you took dudes out. Now you can't freaking come within a bike of them, you know, and they're yeah. crying. So I'm like, how the hell did you know, like, after three rounds, you were going to just pretty much be, like, sweeping, like a Stanton or someone? And he's all, looks at me kind of weird, like it was a dumb question. He's like, dude, on my 125 at the test track every day, he's always two seconds a lap faster than Stanton. Damn. So he's like, I knew the second I lined up on the gate with him on the same bike, I was going to beat him. Yeah. And then in my mind, that mentality was so weird because I think it's Jeff Stanton. You know, like, let's just say I'm McGrath. I'm like, dude, that's Jeff Stanton. Mm-hmm. Damon Bradshaw. Like, these dudes are old school, like, gnarly dudes, and I'm this young kid. So I, that's probably why I was never good at racing, though. Because, like, I yeah. could probably have the same lap time as Stanton. But, dude, you get me on the gate with him, I'm like, that guy's intimidating. Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, obviously, that's the difference between a champion and a not a champion. Yeah. And he just had that mentality. Yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty cocky. Yeah. But he had the the time yeah, to prove yeah. it. I mean, he, he, and he, elevated supercross the way it was rode to you know he was a kind of a pioneer in the in the sport mm-hmm. 
where those dudes weren't. So he had that upper hand, but still it's like, you've still got to put it together. Right. He could still whole shot the race and in his head be like, okay, I'm two seconds faster than this dude. No problem. But mm-hmm. then, you know, you get to like five laps to go. Arms could pump up. You could wash out, crash. It's like, he didn't, he swept that whole season. And yeah. He swept for five or six years after that, you know? And so I think that's where like a jet is probably different than a Craig is like, the, you know, jet goes in and he's like, I've been at the test track with, Sexton, I trained with them, you know, do this, do that. I know I'm faster than him. Mm-hmm. So as long as I get a good start and don't do anything stupid, I'm probably going to beat him. Yeah. You know, I think that's exactly what happened to his brother too, because his brother was not yeah there, yeah. right? And then this year in Supercross, he came out and just smoking everyone. Yeah. And he's probably going to do the same in outdoor. And I think he just realized, um, I think maybe part of it was, hey, my brother is better than me. He's my younger brother. That sucks. Yeah. He, like he felt defeated, but then maybe he was like, you know, who cares? I want to kill it. Yeah. And then once he got that confidence, now he's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. And there's just, all it is, is a belief system. Mm -hmm. You got to believe in yourself. And that's what I'm saying about Jet and where Chase maybe still needs to work on it is like, if you truly believe you can do it, it's no problem. Yeah. You know, like when I went to speed and style, because it was pretty much the only freestyle event that I was actually comfortable in, where I like thought I was maybe the favorite. Because like in regular freestyle, I'm not three and I'm not double flip. You know, Mm -hmm. I knew where I kind of stood. But man, I remember walking into like Staples the first year I got my gold and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm going to win this thing. Yeah. No problem. Like I know I can beat everyone on the track. I'm not worried about that, but how do I beat Nate by enough? Like I was already thinking about the final. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about the brackets going in. Right. That's how confident I finally got. And you know, I ended up beating Nate by three seconds. He beat me by two points. So I won by a point Mm -hmm. in freestyle. So it's like, that was my only thing is like, I'm going to go as fast as I can on this track every lap. Like. People thought it was weird that I was riding my road bike 30, 40 miles a day and running and riding mm-hmm. the tracks more than the ramps. But that was, I knew that was going to be my strength. Yeah. And even though it's four laps, I mean, dude, the race can't be more than two, three minutes, mm-hmm. but your heart rates up your nerves, everything. It's like, I want to make sure that I was not worried about any kind of conditioning because the, the previous years of speed and style, I didn't take it serious. And it's like, I would start to tighten up, hold my breath the next thing I'm out of shape on this track, having to hit the ramp, do a backflip, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, once you get that. I'm I'm really glad I got to experience how it feels. I can't imagine like, you know, getting paid what the racers get paid and like Jet moving into the 450s and he's like on the line. He's like, his heart rate's probably freaking 60 beats per minute, you know? Yeah. Because like, he just, ble- and Hunter's getting it. Hunter wins this outdoor title. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm talking like wins it, like yeah. proves that he's the dude. You know, if he crashes here and there, whatever. But if he proves he's the dude, like kind of like he did in the second moto, he'll move into the 450s at some point and he'll be up, he'll be a podium dude. Yeah. And that's where Christian maybe struggles going back to him is he knew he needed to win a lights title and he looked great that last year. Mm -hmm. He said a couple little errors here and there, but I think when he gets into the four fifties, he maybe had like my mentality Mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't know if he truly believes that he's Tomac's pace or, you know, I don't know who's Webb's pace or Chase's pace. Yeah. Cause we've seen him Cause he always like on Instagram posts, Oh, it's my starts. I got to get better starts, but then he'll get like a fourth place start and finish seventh. Yeah. So it's like, but if that ever matches up, because Christian's one of the most naturally talented mm-hmm. dudes on a bike, he, I know he works hard. If that ever matches up, you'd watch him. He'd be on the podium. Yeah. I still don't think he would be like at Jets level, but I know he can be at Webb's level yeah. and, you know, those dudes. Like I said, it's some people, it lines up different than others. I mean, it took me seven years to, to truly believe that I could be in the sport, you know? And mm-hmm. So it's, it's a weird thing. I mean, that's in life though. It's in general. I mean, you could yeah. be, you know, you could be the freaking secretary to company. And eight years later, you could be the CEO yeah, because you believe in yourself and you're working to that goal. Right. You know, but then there's some people that will be a secretary their whole life because that, that's just where they're at and yeah. they don't care to pursue or progress and, you know, whatever. And I mean, I was there. 
Like mm-hmm. in freestyle, I knew I couldn't do those tricks. I was thankful we had demos and stuff. Like, so X Games didn't matter. I actually made more money riding all year mm-hmm. than I would if I just won X Games. But right. Uh, once that speed and style event came out, I'm like, this is my chance. If you want to get gold medals and dude, I busted my ass. And like I said, I truly believed deep down that I prepared and did everything I could. And I knew I was going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, like even the year that me and Byte had our little incident, it's like the track sucked. It was a terrible track. They, they started kind of dumbing them down, which was dumb because the mm-hmm. tracks were already basic. They started dumbing them down. And I remember riding in practice. I'm like, dude, I can't get a flow on this track. But I still knew for a fact that I was faster than everyone. Yeah. I mean, in my head, I'm not saying I was, but mm-hmm. in my head, I've just believed it. And yeah, it's the mind's a hell of a drug, you know, mm-hmm. even with golf. I mean, go to golf. It's like golfers, all these dudes on the PGA and live tour can shoot 62s every day. Yeah. But when they're in the Masters or in the US Open or something and they're on that final tee box, like, do you believe in yourself to get the job done? Yeah. And the ones and that do are the ones that's that... why like John Rom and Scotty Scheffler and then win multiple events. And then you'll have a dude that don't want an event for four or five years. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's confidence, confidence, yeah. all about confidence. Yep. Well, with that being said, I'm pretty confident that this podcast was bitching today. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for hanging with the boys. Mm-hmm. You can check us out on all our social medias. That's at the boys underscore pod. Check this video out on YouTube, Spotify, do all the stuff everywhere talk shit to us give us praise mm-hmm. give us negative whatever you want yeah we're just stoked to do it yeah and then hopefully we can get some guests later on this month uh but for now we'll be back next week i got a tea time to catch i'm out of here peace